Hello, everybody. My name is Adam, and I am the main meditation instructor at Into River Meditation. And today, what we're going to be talking about is the gift of now, right? Mindfulness and mindfulness meditation. You may have heard the term before. You may have uh, downloaded an app that teaches you some mindfulness meditation. But hopefully, this course or this podcast is going to expand your knowledge a little bit maybe help you understand what mindfulness is and specifically why mindfulness meditation could be a big practice, a good benefit for you throughout your daily life and as you continue expanding in your meditation journey per se. So what we're going to be going over today is what is meditation or defining that term, mindfulness meditation, what that is, why mindfulness meditation what happens when we're doing it to our brains and all the science stuff behind it. Then we're going to go through a quick mindfulness exercise as well as give you some tips for how to continue your education or develop more of a practice after this. So first things first, what is meditation? Well, you know, don't put me to the fire here or shoot me for it. But I, I pulled the Wikipedia definition because it was one of the best ones I could find that you guys could all double check me on. Um, and what they defined is, you know, meditation is a practice in which an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought, or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. Which sounds great, right? Now, my definition, which is a little more vague, is that meditation is a practice in which an individual uses a technique to work with their mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical experience. I think that encompasses a lot more of the different practices. If you talk to other teachers, other traditions, right, they may say that it's more than just a mental, it's a spiritual practice, or it's an emotional, or, you know, you've got your yoga, that's more of a physical meditation practice. So to just say it's to make you calm down and train your awareness is a little limited, but for mindfulness in particular, it's, it's a little bit better of a definition. Now, if you can't already tell, it's a little hard to define meditation, right? And why is it so difficult? We hear about it all the time, but it's because there's a lot of different techniques. For instance, we're going to be talking about mindfulness meditation today, but you've also got spiritual meditations, focus meditations, movement meditations, mantra meditations, transcendental meditations, progressive relaxation meditation, loving kindness meditation, and kind of so on and so on, right? Meditation is extremely similar to exercise in the way that if I walk up to you and tell you that, hey, I like to exercise. That doesn't really tell you how I train my body, right? I could run, I could lift, I could do yoga, I could stretch or climb. And while all those may train different systems, they're not the same as just exercise, right? Exercise is an extremely broad term, as with meditation. However, mindfulness meditation, which is what we're going to be discussing today, for the most part, and once again, right, this is just my view of it, it trains the shared human capacity to be present of where we are, what we are doing, and face it with a non-judgmental and compassionate view. But why is this important? Why, why would we take the time out of our day to sit down and practice this mindfulness meditation? 
some of the potential benefits that you can find, and, and a lot of these I'm getting off of mindful.org, so I'm not just spewing these off, but the potential benefits of practicing mindfulness meditation include increased emotional regulation, decreased levels of depression and anxiety, specifically through mindfulness-based cognitive therapy and mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, improved memory performance, specifically in the short term, improved sustained attention and cognitive flexibility, as well as cognitive inhibition, improved interpersonal relationships, more people report having partner acceptance, relationship satisfaction, more well-being and empathy, and better pain management. So there are some other potential benefits, you know, but however, as a little disclaimer, um, these are all potential benefits and mindfulness meditation isn't a cure-all, but it works best to enhance or expand upon other scientifically based treatments. If you feel you're experiencing any noticeable emotional, mental, or physical discomfort, you know, please consult a medical professional rather than using meditation alone to cure an ailment. Now, what is happening when we practice mindful meditation or what is kind of the goal? Well, I like to think of it as retraining the mind. We at first assume a meditation posture, which we'll go over here in a little bit, but we assume this good posture, right? A nice stable posture. We become mindful of where we are and what we're doing. When we do this, we are becoming the observer of our experience rather than being caught up in it. We are able to be with what is rather than trying to change or manipulate it. This transforms our relationship to thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. And thanks to neuroplasticity, we begin to retrain the mind by awakening our ability to work with the mind. So a lot of people get caught up in habitual thinking or habitual reactions to situations. When we sit and train the mind to just be present with the breath or with an object of meditation, we're really training the skill of allowing it to exist and us not interact with it. So sometimes we may, for example, feel a really angry thought and want to lash out to a loved one or a, a random stranger. I mean, road rage is a perfect example, right? You're driving down the road and all of a sudden somebody cuts you off. And maybe you were listening to your really inspirational, motivational video about being a great person or whatever. And this is just throwing you off, right? You all of a sudden switch to fire and brimstone. You're ready to take these people on. And what this practice does, right, is help us become aware in that moment of what's happening. And maybe if we can just become aware of the emotion, we can kind of go, okay, I don't have to react like this, right? You, it gives you a little bit more choosing power. Now, of course, we're all human. We get caught up. We may throw a cuss word out the window, but maybe, right, it prevents somebody from saying something that's actually extremely hurtful in front of their child or maybe hurtful to the person in that vehicle who, you know, we don't know their situation. They could just be some jerk that cuts you off. They could be somebody whose wife was going into labor. And, and while I'm saying there's not really an excuse to drive like a jerk, it helps us, right, not have as much suffering. It helps us have a little bit more emotional regulation. So the skill of mindfulness is just coming back to the present and realizing that we can observe this and not necessarily react to it. Um, and that's a really powerful thing for anybody that's had a hard time. You know, they, they identify as an angry person or someone that lashes out. This is a good skill 
to help become somebody that can manage that emotions rather than just lashing out and kind of causing more pain, not only to ourselves, but others. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about taking a meditation posture. There's a lot of great videos on YouTube of different ways to meditate, different ways to sit. I'm going to give you kind of some broad terms, broad things, and you can kind of play with what's comfortable with you depending on your situation. One of the first steps of a mindfulness meditation or any kind of meditation is what we like to call taking your seat. Now, you've seen pictures of monks that are on the ground with both their feet on each thigh. If you're a Westerner like myself, that's an extremely hard posture to get into. Um, and the ground is extremely uncomfortable after a certain point. So a lot of people like to just sit in a chair. You can do this on the ground, kind of crisscross. If you're going to sit on the ground, I do recommend maybe doing it on carpet or having a cushion under you to kind of hold you up three or four inches. I do have a meditation cushion myself in the house. Big game changer for me. But if you don't have a meditation cushion and you like to sit on the floor and meditate, take a couple pillows and just kind of prop yourself up. You want your knees to almost go below your hips. Or if you're going to sit in a chair, just have it where both your feet are lying nice and gently on the ground. You don't want to have your legs crossed and... You want to have your knees, once again, either be parallel or perpendicular, you know, to your hips or your spine, and just kind of have a nice relaxed posture. Now, if sitting is out of the question for you because, you know, maybe you're bedridden or unwell for whatever reason, lying down, even if you don't, sorry, you don't have to be in the hospital to do this. Uh, if you actually just feel more comfortable in a lying down position, that's totally fine. I recommend trying to lie down flat, but if you need to, you know, put a pillow under your head, uh, lie on a yoga mat, lie on a soft surface like a carpet. But when you're in this position, you can keep your hands on your stomach. You can keep them down to your side. It's not too crazy how you decide to get into the posture. It's just finding something where you're comfortable and you can be there for a little while. Once you've found your seat, uh, whether it's on a chair, a cushion, on your couch, or, or laying down on some kind of surface or bed, the next thing you're going to want to do is get your spine loosely straight. It shouldn't be too tight, shouldn't be too loose. You just want to have a comfortable upright posture, kind of with your chest out, but still semi-relaxed. Not too relaxed where you're slouching, not too loose, not too tight. You can do either your eyes open or your eyes closed. That's sort of up to your preference. For me, I like to do a lot of my meditations, uh, at least my mindfulness meditation with my eyes open. Um, helps me be a little bit more mindful of my environment and helps me when I'm going throughout my day later, I can kind of integrate my mindfulness a little easier. Now, if I'm doing a different type of meditation practice, like a compassion practice or something that requires my imagination and visualization, then I'll definitely close my eyes for that. And occasionally, if I can't focus because there's too many visual distractions, I will go ahead and close my eyes during a mindfulness meditation. So don't get too much in your head about how you're sitting, you know, are my eyes open, are my eyes closed? It's, it's really user's preference, just to however feels best for you. Another thing people usually struggle with is head placement. If you're sitting with your legs crossed on a cushion and your spine's nice and straight, you want your head to be in line with your spine, right? But you don't want to feel like you're elongating it or struggling. It needs to be a very casual. So what a lot of my teachers have taught me is rather than looking straight out, you kind of have your head tilted down just a little bit, your chin tilted just a little, 
to where it's kind of natural and you can feel play with that balance with your head being up head being back but just kind of head looking out slightly down is a good general rule of thumb and your position right should be comfortable enough for you to sit in for five to 20 minutes without you needing to shift too much so a little bit of discomfort is sort of normal especially when you're trying to go for a longer stretch but too much discomfort's no good. You should you should need to change up the position. So some days I meditate in a chair. Some days I meditate laying down. Some days I meditate on my cushion, on some pillows. Just you know whatever I'm feeling. Sometimes I meditate with my back onto the couch. So don't feel bad if you change up your position. As long as you're getting in there and meditating, uh, that's really all that matters. Now once you've got all that figured out, you want to kind of relax your shoulders. Let your hands naturally fall wherever they feel comfortable. If that's palms down or palms up on your knees, on your thighs, maybe in your lap, you can put one hand on the other, you can put them in a prayer position, whatever seems most natural to you and helps you just kind of get in that moment, That whatever works best. It's sort of user's preference at that point. Once you're in a comfortable, stable position, the next goal is going to be becoming aware. So we can become aware of all kinds of different things. A few things I like to work with are temperature, right? What does the room feel like? What do my hands, what does my chest, what does my body, how warm or cold am I? What kind of sounds do I hear? Is the dog running around in the house? Is my wife making coffee? Is there someone closing a door outside in the parking lot? Whatever you hear, just it's okay. Just let it kind of naturally run. Um, Once again, right, the body. So is there any pain? Are there any particular emotions that I'm feeling in my chest or Maybe my neck, my tense, am I really relaxed? You know, just kind of checking in. Then your emotional state. Am I particularly happy right now? Am I particularly tired right now? Am I really angry right now? Uh, no matter how you come to the seat, it's it's a good, it's all part of your training, right? You're just becoming mindful, just becoming aware. The last one would be any kind of persistent thoughts that you've got going on, right? Can you not get the grocery list out of your head? Can you not get the argument that you and your spouse had or the money problems you got going on? Is there something really bothering you? And that's okay because we're coming here to learn how to be present, right? And we have to learn how to be present in all kinds of different ways. So if you come to the meditation cushion and you don't feel great, awesome. Still a great time to meditate. If you come and you're in a fantastic mood and you're wired and ready to watch your breath, cool, awesome. It's just as good. you got to learn how to train in any environment. And this is why it's called a practice, right? Some days you're going to be more distracted than others. But the whole goal is just coming, sitting down, and working on it. And day by day, you'll get better and better at handling with this different wide range of emotions. But the first thing you want to do after you've found that position is just become aware of where you are. Now, after all that settling down, you've became aware of where you are and what you're doing. Bring your attention to your object of meditation. This can be a particular sound, taste, smell, visual aid, physical aid, your body, some sort of sensation, your breath, open awareness. You kind of get the point. You can use almost anything to meditate on. Simply be aware of it without judging or trying to change anything. So if the body is relaxed, let it be relaxed. If it's tight, let it be tight. If it feels natural to take deep breaths, then take deep breaths. But remember, we're simply being mindful and accepting of what is, not trying to change it or judge it. Once you have rested your awareness and become mindful of your object of meditation, simply stay with it 
for as long as you can. When you notice you have become distracted, simply label the distraction as a thought, physical sensation, or whatever feels comfortable as a label, and gently come back to the object of meditation. Remember, the point of the meditation isn't to clear our minds, it is to learn that we have the ability to work with our minds. If you get distracted a hundred times, then have the patience, compassion, and grace to come back a hundred times. Practicing in this way is what will transform our relationship not only to our minds, but to our world. Now, if you're still sitting there wondering, Adam, what is all this mindfulness meditation stuff doing for me? What is it training me to do? I totally understand. Some of this stuff's a little hard to grasp, so luckily, there's a few analogies I've been taught through my journey of getting into all this stuff, and I'm going to share them with you now to hopefully give you some more clarity. The first analogy is that of the mind being like waves. When we meditate, we're kind of tapping into the observer, or in this situation, the surfer. When we're having very pleasant waves or very pleasant emotions and thoughts, it's a lot easier to ride those waves. But when we feel intense anger or intense sorrow, these are emotions that are much more challenging to deal with and takes a little bit more of an experienced surfer to ride it out. Can we stop the waves from coming? Absolutely not. There's just going to be things in life. We're human, right? You're going to get angry. You're going to be sad. You're going to lose things. So throughout your life, the more practical strategy is to learn how to go with it, how to ride those waves until they subside on their own. So if you're in this analogy or the surfer and the waves are very massive, right? I can't stop the wave from coming, but the more I can ride it and learn from the wave and learn how to control my behavior in a way that lets it play out without causing damage to myself or others. Some people, when a wave of emotion comes and hits them, they fall into bad habits. They they lash out. They cause more turmoil. They go straight to drugs or alcohol or some sort of bad coping mechanism. And it turns out to not be such a great thing for them. Another analogy for the mind is like viewing traffic. If I'm sitting on a hill... And that's me meditating, right? Being the observer of my mind. And my mind is a big freeway, right? A four-lane interstate. Well, there's certain times throughout the day that you may see a car go by. And maybe a couple cars go by. Maybe it's a, a kind of a busy day, but traffic never stops, right? Well, at some points, your mind is like rush hour. There's so many thoughts, so many emotions. Everything's all cluttered. And as the observer, we can look at that non-objectively, non-judgmentally, and we don't have to get involved with it. But sometimes, when it became a habitual pattern, we feel the need to jump into that traffic and feel like we've got to stop it all, right? We've got to stop thought. We've got to stop our emotions, which in this situation, right, if you were to jump out into a busy highway, it's going to cause more issues. It's going to cause cars to slam into each other. Now you're going to have this big block up. So it's almost as if the more we interact with our minds and try to stop these things from happening more we're actually causing them to hang on a little longer. So mindfulness is training us to be non-objective and let the traffic play out, right? Just let it play out, and naturally it'll settle on its own. Now, the last analogy I would like to share is viewing the mind as the sky. The sky is very large, very vast. It's all blue. And occasionally, clouds come in and out and, and can block that view from the ground. When we're meditating, we are 
becoming the observer of the sky, for instance. So there's a nice, clear, open quality of the sky, but clouds will come onto it. Those are our emotions. Those are our thoughts. And sometimes there's just a few clouds. It doesn't quite make you forget that there is a natural, calm quality still there. But when the storm gets really dark and very turbulent and, and you can almost excuse and think the sky is gone. Oh my gosh, where'd the sky go? It's turned into darkness. But really, if you could fly a plane up there, right, there's still that clear, calm quality behind all of it. But you can't push a cloud out of the way. You can't make a cloud fall to the ground. It has to pass in its own time. So this is where mindfulness gives us and helps build that skill of sitting with it, not trying to push it away, but allowing these emotions to process and for us to stay a little calmer, a little more clear and look for the wisdom within it rather than getting caught up and wrapped up in it and and behaving in ways that hurt not only us, but the people around us. Hopefully, one of those analogies has set in with you because now I would like to jump into a mindfulness meditation exercise. If you can, find a space within your home, maybe your car or your office and take a moment to take your seat. Feel free to pause if you need some additional time. Now that you've found your meditation posture, please take a moment to tune in. Are there any particular sensations? Is the room place that you're at, warm or cold. Are you feeling particularly relaxed or tense? Are there any smells that stand out to you? What about sounds? Once you've taken a moment to become aware of your environment, start to turn your attention inwards. Is there any particular emotion, any persistent thoughts that you're bringing to this meditation? Switch your attention to the breath, breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Take a few moments to take some deep breaths. And in your own time, allow the breath to settle into a natural rhythm. If you find yourself experiencing any overwhelming thoughts or you get caught up in some kind of habitual thinking, just gently bring yourself back to the breath.
breathing in and breathing out. Remember not to judge yourself. The whole point of this exercise is to be patient and just simply notice when we've wandered off and have the compassion to come back to the present moment. Just label the distraction and come back to the breath. Just label the distraction and come back to the breath. Breathing in and breathing out. Once again, if you notice yourself getting lost in your thoughts, that's totally okay. Just come back to the present. Now, start to come back into your body, the surroundings around you, and allow your attention to come back to the present, no longer resting it on your breath. In your own time, you can loosen up your posture and relax back into the podcast. Take some time. How did that feel? Are you feeling more relaxed? Maybe you feel more tense? If this is your first time doing a mindfulness meditation, it's totally okay to be wondering if you did it right. And here's a secret. You did. There's no really wrong or right way to meditate. Everyone's experience is totally different. What's important is that you continue to try and learn and experiment with different practices to find what's of benefit to you. Now this was just a five minute mindfulness meditation. If you have struggled with certain portions, that's totally okay. It's extremely normal when you first start out to not quite feel like you're doing it right, or maybe you're thinking too much or too little, or you're not breathing enough or too little. And I'm here to tell you, go easy on yourself. 
everybody has a hard time when they first get into this. You're not going to be great at it at first, and you may never get to the point where you completely clear your mind of all thoughts. But as one of my teachers says, drip by drip, the bucket gets full. The more you practice this type of meditation, the easier it will be to calm your mind and just focus on one object or achieve what they call one-pointedness, where you really get involved with the breath. And when you get that involved with your breath or any object of meditation, there's this natural feeling of calm that comes along with it. Now, while we don't want that to be our goal of meditation, we want to be just becoming aware of what is, it could be a really nice byproduct for a lot of people. Now, where do you go from here? Well, what I would recommend is you begin building your own practice and learning from a variety of different teachers. Now, of course, here at Empty River Meditation, we offer one-on-one coaching, and we will hope to continue to produce these kind of educational podcasts for you. But there are some other teachers who I've learned from that I would highly recommend for the beginner. Uh, specifically, John Kabat-Zinn is a fantastic Westerner teacher, teaches a lot of Zen Buddhist practice. There's Yunge Mingar Rinpoche, Sharon Salzberg, Pema Chodron. All of these are people who are Buddhist, but they are excellent teachers of mindfulness meditation. Apps I would recommend if you're looking to get into meditation but you don't quite want to read or maybe watch videos from a particular teacher is the Headspace or the Calm app. Both of them are excellent ways to track what kind of meditation you're doing, different courses to take, lots of lessons incorporated within. And honestly, I've used them myself and they're great tools for sustaining a practice. I would also recommend some books. One would be Full Catastrophe Living by John Kabat-Zinn, which is a pretty intense book. It's about 600, 700 pages long, but hey, if you're serious, you want to learn a ton, it's got a lot of great information. Another book would be Joyful Living and Joyful Wisdom. Those are two different books that are both by Yunge Mingare Rinpoche. And then The Places That Scare Us by Pema Chodron. So if you're looking to get into a deeper practice and get a lot of meaning as far as like compassion and developing a good outlook for life, I think that Pema Chodron's book is excellent for that. Depending on where you live, Most major cities should have established meditation groups, but feel free to create your own. Personally, I've been to a handful of groups. They've been extremely beneficial, especially in those early years whenever I was trying to figure out my practice and what I did and didn't like. But that's kind of up to you. You may not be as much of a social animal. That may sound scary. So there's tons of resources online for you to do this at home. Now, what are some things if you're like, hey, I've listened to your podcast. I want to start meditating today. Well, here's some tips and advice. I would start small. So two to five minutes is a great place to begin when you're a new person, when you're new into this whole meditation thing. If you try to go an hour right out the gate, I'm going to tell you it's extremely challenging to meditate for long periods, you end up getting frustrated and it kind of turns the whole thing into not fun, right? Um, so starting at two to five minutes or short times, many times is what my teacher, Yungay Ringer Mipache says. And, you know, we start at two to five and work your way up just gradually, maybe increasing a minute a week or a minute or two each session until you get it about 20 or 30 minutes a day, at least three to four times a week. The studies show, I believe, 12 minutes, three times a week, is you'll you'll be getting the benefits of meditation. But if you want to get a little more, find a little more calm and clarity, I like carving out a good 20-minute practice at least four times a week for myself. Also, once you've had some practice with mindfulness meditation, begin incorporating the more advanced practices into your life when you feel ready. Like any skill that you want to develop, you must practice. So if you want to move to more advanced techniques, more with visualization, compassion, uh, performance-related stuff, 
Mindfulness is going to be your bread and butter to building those raw skills so that you can do those type of things later. If you're interested in learning more about meditation, whether it's mindfulness or some other kind of practice, feel free to shoot me an email at emptyrivermeditation at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Empty River Meditation, as well as on our website at www.emptyrivermeditation.com. We try not to make it too hard on you. Uh, pretty much you can Google Empty River Meditation and find us somewhere. But to make a long story short, we would love to offer you some one-on-one coaching, maybe invite us to do some kind of group training for you guys, whether it's your company or just a few people interested in meditation, as well as offer you some advice as to where to go from here, right? Maybe there's some books that you don't know about. Maybe there's something you're interested in. You just don't know what resources to go to. We'd love to give you some free consultation. Our whole goal as an organization is just to offer accessible education and materials for you to interact in so that you can develop your own practice. Thank you so much for your time. And remember, life is lived moment to moment. Be mindful for it.